hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Queer Money. This week, John and I sit down with a glass of wine and talk about success and failure. And we also challenge you to do something that will help map out some success for you in the future. So let's get into this episode and stick around for that challenge. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. Okay, let's see if this card goes through for that $8,000 drink. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody wants to get part of the in crowd. Everybody wants to to look good. My my decision was, I'm not a victim. I'm not going to stay and work someplace where this is a problem. Normally we don't drink on queer money, but because we're talking about a subject that David is rather vanilla on... Grab a glass of wine because you're listening to Queer Money with the Debt Free Guys. This is the only show helping our community do more and be more by talking about money from the queer perspective. So one of the things that I often think about and one of the questions that comes up in my mind oftentimes is what is the difference between someone who is a daydreamer and and just a dreamer in uh, their thoughts versus someone who's actually practicing trying to attract things into their life. So what what makes the difference between that kind of person, the person who says, I, I, I want that kind of life or I want this house or I want this job, what is the difference between the way that person thinks and the way that someone who actually is bringing those things into their life thinks? Um, well, I think the distinction between a daydreamer and someone who's attracting their dreams in their life are those people who put in the action to attract those things. It's kind of like what um, Lisa Nichols says about um, the, the, the one mistake or the, the misinterpretation that people got from The Secret was that people thought they could just sit on the couch and meditate and say, I want success, I want abundance, I want money, I want this, I want that. And they were just could just sit on the couch and it would come. Well, that's not what happens. That's, that's the idea, that's the inspiration. Right. But you've got to put forth the action to then attract it in your life. And I think there also is a distinction of just creating action doesn't necessarily bring what you want into your life, it's being able to adapt your action as necessary. So I think it's important for people to um, to at least get some momentum, move forward, take some action, and then as you realize what works and what doesn't work, you tack right and left accordingly. Um, but I think it's the action is the key ingredient there. Now, I, I definitely agree that action is the is the key ingredient, but what's the difference in the thinking? And this is kind of where I was going with this. Is I think that we've experienced this where we've laid in, we've been laying in bed at night and we're thinking about uh, things that we want, whether it's an experience or a physical thing, um, or you know, we've when we were up in the mountains and we were looking at property, we there's a certain level of daydreaming, but 
what's that difference in thinking between that daydreamer and the next step, the, the, the next level of thinking before you get to action? And I think you, what you said is really important because there, there has to be some thought process that goes into what are the actions that are going to be take, do I need to take to make this happen? So that, that the person who's actually attracting it in their lives, they, they go from a daydreamer and I want to I can and I will by thinking about what are those steps that I need to take. You know, it, it's, it's similar to, you know, that I'm an idea person and we talk about that, how I'm an idea, idea person and I throw ideas at you all the time and we kind of came up with this strategy now that instead of me just throwing out ideas because all the ideas are the all they are is daydreaming about some you know possibility in the future now i have to give you a list of five action steps of what needs to be taken in order for us or i might as well not even throw out the idea so i think that the thought process and the difference between the person who doesn't have what they want but daydreams and the person who doesn't have what they want and daydreams and gets it is that they think about actions. They dream about the actions that would be taken to get to that point. Well, and maybe the precursor to dreaming about the actions and then taking the action is the belief that it's possible. That's true. You know, That's there's, a, there's a lot of people who daydream about, I want to be a rock star. I want to be uh, the next NBA star. Um, you know, I want to be the CEO of my company in, in a daydream kind of fashion. But there's oftentimes that limiting belief that, well, that kind of success is for other people. And I think if you can, if you daydream and then you think to yourself, well, hey, why can't I do that? I can achieve that. You know, all these people who have seem to have mediocre talent are superstars. Right. How do they get to that level with their mediocre talent? Um, and and then how are there people who have amazing talent who never capitalize on it? I think probably like you know the precursor is I believe I can do it. Exactly. And then if I believe I can do it, then I'll I'll I'll, I'll invent actions that I can take to make it happen, and then I'll take actions, and then I'll then I'll adapt those actions according to what's working and what's not working. Yeah, you're right. So I think there, there, there is that belief. And maybe that's why you know we've been talking a lot with um, people in our podcasts and, and even in personally. There seems to be a common theme that's, that's coming up lately in terms of people have, having limiting beliefs and that, that stemming from childhood. And not that it's mom and dad's fault and not that there's anyone to blame at all, but it's just that you know, we, we were born with a blank slate and over the course of time, adults telling us we can do this, we can't do that, we should do this, we shouldn't do that. Um, we get scolded or get in scolded or we get in trouble for certain things, and we get rewarded for certain things. And over the course of time, we feel like we can't achieve certain things, or I'm not um, that kind of success isn't for me. And I think that's something that the LGBT community deals with, because most of us did go through some sort of you know, bullying to some extent um, when we were younger. Maybe it wasn't always, you know, 
you know, having your head flushed in a toilet, um, you know, it could have just been being, you know, verbally picked on or just not being engaged with because you were seen as different. Um, or if you felt like you couldn't be your authentic self, you had to hide yourself so that you could have friends. Well, over the course of 15, 20 years, that creates an identity within yourself that that identity is what you're using to create your current life. And if all your life you thought that you were less than or that you couldn't be yourself or that yourself wasn't good enough, then all of a sudden now that you're in your career, why would that change immediately without, unless you take action right. or unless you exercise and change your beliefs? And probably the best way to do that is through reading, meditation, journaling, um, incantations like Tony Robbins says, and, and changing your unconscious opinion about yourself. Right. I mean, there's a lot of gay people who I know who are like, I am fabulous. I am the I am the I am the bomb, but you do wonder what do they feel about themselves unconsciously, yeah. presenting them one one thing outwardly, but what do they really think unconsciously about themselves? Well, hopefully they're faking it until they make it. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's there's definitely truth to that, but you know, it, how are you faking it? I kind of wonder. Right. You know, if it, if it's all superficial outward appearances, um, then and not a whole lot of uh, internal work, then you know that that faking it till you make is only going to get so far. Right. But the nice thing is, is we do have, especially in the queer community, we do have examples of individuals who have become the bomb. I mean, we think about Ellen, or maybe we think about uh, um, RuPaul. Uh, I think about Laverne Cox, and the things that they did. Obviously, they didn't get where they were at without daydreaming, but they also didn't get where they were at without taking some serious actions. Right. You know, I mean, I look all the way back to VH1 with RuPaul in the 90s, and I, I can't imagine the effort and work that it took to try to make that happen. And I'm sure that she dreamed about that and what has that done for her today? I, she is one of the most recognizable brands in the world. Right. But it didn't happen overnight. I'm sure she had a lot of hurdles to overcome, both outward hurdles as well as internal hurdles. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, I don't doubt that she had the same limiting beliefs at one point in her life that we all have. Um, but she worked on that. It would be really, we should definitely have her come on our, our show. I would yeah. love to talk to her. Yeah. How did so she overcome? If, you, yeah. if so you're listening, RuPaul, <laughs> right? if you're listening, <laughs> if anybody knows RuPaul, <laughs> we would love to have, have her that. on our show. Yes. Um, but, and that, that's part of why we like to, to highlight various successful queer people on queer money to act as inspiration to our audience for what the possibilities are. Right. I mean, a lot of us, I would dare say close to 100%, uh, maybe on a conservative estimate, 95% come with limiting beliefs that prevent us from living our life to the fullest. And if we can tear down those limiting beliefs and live our life to the fullest, we can become, we're much stronger individuals. Right. And then the more 
queer people that are who are living their life lives to the fullest, the stronger our queer community is. Right. And just like with what Dig is doing um, for AIDS um, victims in Africa, turning once shunned people into leaders in their community, necessary, critical, integral leaders in their community, we can do the same in our community. Yeah. If we become a stronger queer community, we can then not have to beg for equal rights, but we can we can serve the broader population and then get equal rights because we deserve them. Right. Not because we asked at the right time or we followed the right procedures or we, you know, you know, put forth enough effort. It's because we have earned it. We deserve it. Exactly. Yeah. So I think one of the important things when we're, what we're talking about here is that we all have dreams. We all have things that we want to do, but we believe that the first step is to start thinking about the actions to make those things happen. Right. And then actually putting those actions into place. Right. Well, it's exactly like the time period after we realized that we couldn't afford to buy land or even a home in Winter Park, Colorado, because we had $51,000 worth of credit card debt. We didn't go from having $51,000 worth of credit card debt that prevented us from doing anything that we wanted to do to all of a sudden not having that debt. Right. And there was even a space and time before we started to pay off that debt. We had to figure out what we wanted and why we wanted it. Right. And make ourselves believe that that $51,000 worth of credit card debt didn't define us. That mistake of acquiring that debt wasn't who we are. There was much more to us and that didn't define us and that we could overcome that mistake, even though it took several years to build that mistake up. Right. So, and, yeah. and it sounds like that probably one of the keys is having a good balance between thinking in the present, living in the present, but also thinking in the future of what the possibilities are and how thinking about how your present life can impact that future life. Because like you said, it, it doesn't happen immediately. We know that it's not going to happen tomorrow, right? but we know that it's going to happen a couple of days from now or a couple of weeks from now or a couple of years from now as long as we take those steps. Right. Well, it's like Lisa Nichols says, what you're thinking today will, defi will define your outcome 30, 60, 120, 360 days from now. Right. So you've got to change your beliefs today. Start changing your perception about yourself. Start changing your perception about where you are, who you are, what you want to be. Because every, you know, every, every, all your entire past has gotten you to where you are today. And if you continue to exercise those same behaviors and those same beliefs, you're going to continue to be in the same place that you are today. If you want to improve yourself, any aspect of your life, then you've got to start changing your attitude and behaviors and your mindset. Right. And the sooner you do that, the better. Right. It's like the meme that I saw yesterday, and I, I, I see this from time to time, and actually I've posted it online. Um, if you don't want to change, don't expect your life to change. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's thinking and actions that make that change. Right. Right. You've got, you've got to put forth both the mental and physical actions to change your current state. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll stay in that state. Exactly.
And I think a lot of us just think, why won't life get better? Why won't things just improve for me? Why are things so hard? Well, when you believe, when you, once you start to realize that life is happening for you and not against you, that if things are hard, if things aren't easy, if you are constantly struggling, then life is giving you a message. The universe is giving you a message. God, whomever, whatever you want to say the higher power is, is giving you a message. And it's your responsibility, our responsi responsibility to figure out well, what is the message? What am I being taught? And how can I best learn that and best improve? Right. So I, I'd like to challenge you as a, uh, as a watcher or a listener, challenge you to take the time today in the next day or so to think about something that you want and tweet it to us or put it on the Debt Free Guys Facebook wall along with not only something that you want, but an action step that you're willing to take now to make that happen. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, and that's kind of, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a um, very public version of journaling. Yeah. To me, that's what I get out of journaling is I, 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 I document um, what I'm happy about and what I'm struggling on. And then what I'm struggling on, um, you know, what I'm happy about, continue those behaviors. What I'm struggling on, I can document, well, how can I change, what can I change to change those outcomes? Um, so that's a very good exercise, I think, to do. Right. And we'll do the same. We'll document something out there on Twitter oh, and on Facebook, something that we there. want. <laughs> well, we have to join in the, in the community, be a part of the this community as well. <laughs> so we'll join in and we'll put something out there, not only just something that we want, but also something that we're willing to do to make that happen. Right. So I, I think it's interesting. Uh, one of the analogies that Lisa Nichol, you, Nichols uses is this whole idea of whether or not or how you know when to make the decision to do to move forward with with something, and she talks about this whole idea of double dutch and and moving forward and jumping in, and that you don't need it to be perfect uh, for before you jump in, uh, or, or you don't need it, your life to be perfect before you jump in. And I think a lot of people think that success happens by accident for so many people, but when you think about it, how what are the possibilities that a person can just be randomly walking through a playground and be able to walk through the game of, or double dutch, without getting hit by those ropes? Mm -hmm. And this whole, you know, so here's, this is how people are, is they're walking along through life and they just expect success to all of a sudden happen to to them just like the person who was able to randomly walk through well now we know that there is the possibility if you look at the infinite number of possibilities we know that there's the possibility that the person could be moving at the right speed and that the ropes could be moving at the right speed and nobody else is around that somebody could walk through there right the law of averages say that that's right possible. right that, and there are examples of people who success just came to them well that's how we think it is we think success just came to them but it's all of those other things those other things that are happening but how many times do you see two girls on the playground and and they're getting ready to jump in and do the double dutch and one of them accidentally touches the rope but they still the rope still keeps going 
So we think about, okay, it has to be perfect before we can get in. Well, no, it doesn't have to be perfect before we get in. You have to make the effort to get in there. Sometimes there are going to be some things that happen along the way, bumps or things like that. But life can still go on and you can still be successful as long as you get in the game. You have to be in the game. Well, I think as humans, we create all of these manufactured hurdles. Mm-hmm. The, the, the time has to be exactly right. The su- environment, the scenario, the, everything needs to be exactly right. I can't, well, I'm not going to start my diet today because it's not Monday. Who starts a diet on, on a Friday? Um, I'm not going to start a diet now because it's the holiday season. Who starts to diet on the holiday season? Right. And granted, it's definitely harder to start a diet in the holiday season, but it's not impossible. It's, right. just, some, it's just a hurdle that exactly. you've created. And how many... January 1st have come and gone that you actually haven't lost the weight that you keep saying you're going to lose. If you're going to lose it, you're going to lose it whether you start on Thanksgiving Day or you start on January 1st or you start June 1st. Right. How much do you want it? It's like my friend told me years and years ago, there's never a perfect time to have a baby. People are always waiting for, well, wait till we get this house, or wait till we have this income, or wait till I get this promotion. Wait wait for all these things. You're never going to have the perfect time to have a baby. Right. And if you wait for the perfect time, you're going to be 50. <laughs> and then... <laughs> then it's not the perfect time. Right. And granted, there are, you know, there are exceptions to that, but we, we put all these manufactured hurdles up that don't actually exist. They're only in our brain. Right. That's true. Yeah. And I, th- I think, you know, it kind of makes me think about, you know, we think that how did some of these people just get this success? Like all of a sudden, they're, they're, you know, there's this person and they're everywhere. They're successful. They've got this album and movie and everything. How did all this just come to them? Well, it didn't all just come to them. All you're seeing is the result of a decade or more of work. You didn't see, and that's kind of what, you know, we, we post that, that meme every now and then on, on uh, the Debt Free Guys Facebook wall of the iceberg, and only 10% of the iceberg is is sticking out of the water and 90% is under the water. And the 90% that is under the water is all the work that we're doing. It's the waking up at 4.30. It's the working all weekend. Right now, it's Labor Day weekend. And while most of our friends and family are at barbecues or getting their last summer swim in, we are here right. podcasting, right? Right. Um, you know, which is which I think is funny because I'm part of some, we're part of some Facebook groups of um different entrepreneurs or different motivational groups and people who are trying to, to, to achieve more and do more. And several of those different Facebook groups talked about what work are you doing this three-day weekend? Now that you have this extra day off um, from what might be your day job your, or how, how you can get ahead because you have this extra day off, so many people in those groups who are building businesses, who are create, being entrepreneurs, um, are working this three-day weekend. Right. Whereas a lot of people who think that success just comes to everyone else are probably at a pool, at a barbecue, at the park today. Right. Which there's nothing wrong with that. Right, but exactly. But if, if you're going to choose to not put forth the effort and somebody else chooses to put forth the effort, then we can't discredit the effort that they put in when all of a sudden it seems like they're everywhere. Right. It's, it's interesting. You, you get the opportunity to enjoy the level of success that you have earned. Right. So if you spend every weekend at the pool, at the barbecue, you work your nine to five job and 
that's all you do, that's what you've earned. You haven't earned the level of success of having that vacation in you know, uh, Bali, or you haven't earned that house in the mountains or on the beach. You know, you haven't earned those things, so you don't get to enjoy that level of success. One of the other things I think is very interesting is oftentimes people like to discount the effort that it took for someone else to reach that level of success. Right. Oh, that was easy for them because because they're of this race or because their family has this mo- amount of money. It was easy for them because they went to this particular school or they have these friends. Right. Well, all of those things are only opportunities, but they're opportunities that they took advantage of. Right. And so, but what I find very interesting is if someone, if we're constantly discounting the effort that it took for someone else to get that level of success, why is it so much harder for us? If it's so easy for them, then it should be easy for us too. Right. We have plenty of opportunities. We just need to find those opportunities. And right. I, I think this kind of circles back to that whole idea of we like to daydream, but take that level of daydreaming to action. Right. Well, I think, you know, he's not, we're not voting for him and he's not our favorite person in the world, but people like to discount the fact that Donald Trump was given a million dollars from his father. But how many people could turn that $1 million into whatever he's turned it into. I don't know if he's a billionaire or not, but he's got way more money than I do. And so who am I to discount this level of success that he's achieved? So how many people are get, could be given $1 million and not lose that all and not, and not achieve the level of success that he has? I mean, there's a, um, all, numerous studies and even shows on um, Lifetime. and I think Oprah Winfrey did a show where they found homeless people and they gave them $100,000, for example, and they, they followed them for the next six months or a year. And 95% of the homeless people that they gave $100,000 to ended up homeless within 12 months. Right. So they didn't. They, they were given an opportunity. They were, life gave them something and they squandered it. And how many people would be given a million dollars and could turn that into a, whether he's got a million dollars or $7 million, $7 billion, it doesn't matter he still has a very good life right and is able to obviously do what he wants and i think he's financed most of his campaign so i don't have that kind of money right so who am i who are we to discount you know, the level of success but i so i think it's being able to take advantage of the opportunities that we are given we're all given opportunities but some of us don't even see them as opportunities because like henry ford said they're dressed up in overalls and look like hard work yeah right. so that's true so we, we don't take advantage of them because that, that looks hard i'm right. not doing that or, or you know, we don't even notice that they that that it's an opportunity right. because we're so blind, we're so distracted from everything else um, that we don't realize that we life or someone has given us given us an opportunity exactly. that we could take advantage of, and so it just passes us by. I don't think that anybody is given more opportunities than another. Some people are just more prepared for opportunities and more willing to take advantage of them when they do receive them. Right. You know, it, it's like um, Virgin. Uh, CEO, what's his name? Richard Branson. Richard Branson. He always says, if somebody gives you an opportunity, whether you think you can or you can't, you take, take it, it and you figure it out. Right. Whereas a lot of people are always like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I'm not prepared for that. I'm not skinny enough yet, or I haven't, I haven't, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with public speaking. I don't or, have enough experience. I don't have enough experience. Yeah. Who am I to do this? Well, again, that's all manufactured bullshit we put in our head that limits our success or progress. Right. It's just 
dive in there. What's the worst that's going to happen? Somebody gives you an opportunity and you fail abysmally, you're not going to die. Right. right. You're going to learn from it. Unless they're asking you to be like an acrobat in the air who gets t- tossed around <laughs> on a, a net below them, you're not going to die. You're going to learn something from it. You might fail, but when, when you're not winning, you're learning. Right. Failure isn't failure. It's a learning opportunity. So, you know, take advantage of that. And that might be the most you get from that opportunity. But that might be what life wanted you to get from that opportunity. Yeah, failure is when you fail to learn from something you failed at. Right, right. There and is no other, There's that, that's the only way that you fail is when you don't take anything away from whatever it was that happened. It didn't happen exactly the way that you had hoped it would happen. Right. When I think every time, that, when we were in $51,000 worth of credit card debt or while we were acquiring that, every time we swiped that credit card and added to that debt, and every time we got a bank statement, those were all missed opportunities. Those were all failures. Right. We didn't look at that account statement and say, shit, we got $51,000 for the credit card debt. <laughs> Maybe we should stop. What it took was us realizing that we couldn't have the life we wanted. We were being held back from being able to grow right. and become the people that we wanted to be for us to turn that around. But it wasn't like we didn't get an account statement every month right. for, the, for the previous seven years. This wasn't brand new, brand new news to us. Right. Um, we, we just didn't take those opportunities every time we got that. Right. We were failing to learn from all of those messages that we were getting from our previous failures. Right. And it wasn't until um, the failure, the thinking through this whole idea of failing to be able to buy a home in the mountains like we had wanted to, it wasn't until that failure did we realize, oh, we've had all of these opportunities in the past to learn. Right. This is what's going what's going wrong in our lives. We would, you know, complain oftentimes. Oh, it, it, why is it that we don't have the, the nice car like our friends have? Why don't we have the nice home? Why don't we have? Why don't we have? Why don't we have? Well, we were getting that message every oh, single month. It's because right. it's because it's because because you decided to go out to dinner three times this week and spend one hundred and fifty dollars each time right. and put it on your credit card, or it's because we decided to buy three hundred dollar jeans. You know, it, we were getting the messages, but we weren't learning from the opportunities. No, yeah. And I think a lot of people get the message. They get the opportunities all the time, and they, but they just don't see that as opportunity. Yeah. So exactly. it passes them by, and then they wonder, why am I still sitting on this couch watching Mori Povich? <laughs> That's true. Right. I don't know if he's even still on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for joining us for this unique episode of Queer Money, where we challenge you to work on your success. We talked about our successes and failures, and as you can see, we've made a lot of progress. We want you to share your challenge with us on our Facebook wall at Debt Free Guys. So take the challenge and join us again next week for another episode of Queer Money. Okay, we just serviced you. Now you get to service us by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes and signing up for the Queer Money Lifestyle Newsletter at queer.money. Well, I'm not really gay. <laughs> <laughs> it would help me if I had a personal chef made all my Right. So instead, I'll have a Snickers tonight for dinner. <laughs> uh-huh. The other end, I like the butts. So. <laughs> yeah. uh- From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. 
Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.